Welcome to another episode of the Strong Family Project podcast. I'm Joe, joined by Mel, and today we're going to dive into a critical topic in only 10 minutes. And if you want your kids to sleep better and have better overall behavior and have better cognitive development, you're going to listen to this episode so that you can control those. And these are studied side effects of what we're talking about today. Mel, read us in. Welcome back to the Strong Family Project podcast, where we guide you on the path to raising confident, independent, and resilient children in a strong family environment. And oh boy, are we going to dive into tech time today, screen time, screen usage for kids. And I'm studying some studies, or I started some general stats earlier, because it has been studied that if kids get over, and they've recommended over five hours, ours is a little bit shorter than that, two to five hours, your kids screen time that includes tv that includes phone use that includes tablet use that includes video games that they're showing that kids that have greater than that window of two to five hours have worse behavior and more trouble in school slower cognitive development worse sleep and many other uh, things that we need to talk about today but instead of diving into all the studies we're going to give you an actual tool we're going to teach you what we have decided to do for tech time I've heard a lot of other very good ones out there. Our biggest nudge is to be aware of their screen time and have a system around it. Whether you adapt hours or come up with one on your own, I don't care. Just make sure that you're thinking about it and making conscious and intelligent decisions off the time where it becomes an issue where they say, hey, can I use this? And you're like, uh, I don't know, what's the standard? Let's set some standards today. We'll teach you one method and encourage you to come up with your own. And this is something that I think I just noticed that the kids were using too much time. We didn't have a system in place. And we decided to sit down with them during a family meeting and we figured this out together. So we defined success looking like having a system of accountability and not just throwing it to the wind because like you said, what'll happen is they'll ask you and then you just won't have an answer. So again, I love charts and yeah, we can hold it up to the camera for those watching on YouTube. It is semi laminated. I guess it's in a sleeve and they mark their own tech time on a chart. Each child has their own categories for those that are listening on just audio. Go ahead. So I do have the chart in my hand and what we decided, what was important was that every day they have to somehow track their time. So it's, and then this is, also on the weekend. It's not just during the week, but we thought it was important that they figured out a way to track their time. And we came up with a system where they would get, I think it was 45 minutes or an hour a day and they could just do it whenever. So they would track it down. The hour was done. And what we noticed was that they were grouping it all together and that was bothering them and us. Here my kid is sitting for an hour straight And we had another family meeting where this came up and one of our kids suggested, why don't we do 15 minute increments? So they mark off every 15 minutes. And then even that seemed like they'd be on for 15 and they would be twiddling their thumbs to be able to use it again a little bit later. So we decided there's going to have to be a half an hour, at least a half an hour time between the 15 minutes. And again, that was their suggestion. And we always say to them, let's try that on for a week and see how it's working, and then we can always come back to it and adjust. And oftentimes, this is probably the topic that comes up the most at family meetings, but summertime came back in end of May for us, and the kids were like, now it's summer, can we do a little bit more? And we discussed it, and we decided to add a 15, 
every day for them during the summertime. So we are, it's a fluid thing, but we always come back to having some kind of accountability chart. And yes, I do have to remind them, they also use timers. So they have to set a timer. And when it beeps, it, sometimes it's hard to stop. And I think this is an important thing for all of us as adults, as kids, that they need to be able to learn to start and stop, even if it's uncomfortable. That's what I love most about the interval method that honestly Henry came up with. They didn't want to clump them all together. That I'd be even willing to give them more if they were spread out because it taught them to start and stop so they're not being controlled by the piece of technology looped in. It's like that casino effect. All the bells and whistles are there for a reason to get you to stay there and spend more money. Same thing with uh, apps and games. They want to extend the time that you are on them. And so teaching them the ability to stop has been huge. Yes. The other piece that we decided was important was for every day, they get to do two 15-minute choice and two 15-minute educational. So we understand that there is a lot out there that's really helpful. Especially, So for Henry, he loves to watch soccer videos, how to learn new skills, how to dribble better, whatever. So he watches those. And then Logan loves to learn how to code, how to build robots, how to just build things or how to hunt. Like He looks up all this stuff and they're learning. And not just like something, like sometimes they'll watch people play Minecraft. I guess you learn. It drives me crazy and I think it's really dumb. I sat behind someone on an airplane <laughs> yesterday who was watching a video of another adult opening boxes of magic cards and like flipping through them. And he sat there and watched it for two hours. Here's another box. and then Super valuable like, use of time. Like, I don't know if you improved the quality of your life in the last two hours. <laughs> So we're, we're teaching them that there are educational things you could do online. There's also the choice. So they do get to watch things that are silly. And even if I find them stupid, we want to make sure they're appropriate. But that's another way that they're being accountable. Not, for their, not only for their time stopping and starting, but also what they're watching. And then eventually Everett got jealous. He wanted to be able to check things off. So about a year ago, I added a column for Everett and he has three a day. And he just feels really great that he can check them off. It keeps him accountable. So if he says to me, mom, can I use a time? That's what they call it, a time. Uh, I say, okay, get your timer and go mark it off. At five years old and actually four years old, because this was already over a year ago, he's learning to be accountable. And I think that's a really great skill to be able to learn. The final piece, actually one more thing, we added a wild card because they were asking for a little bit more. So we compromised and they have one 15 minute wild card a week <laughs> that they get to also tack on. You can get creative with this. Give your kids the power to give ideas. And honestly, they come up with really great stuff. The last piece that's probably the most important, I still felt like we were using it too much. Even with all of this whole system we created with the chart, the keeping track, I still felt like in the evening, sometimes it bothered me that they were on their device. So we came up with a no tech Thursday. Now we did after 3 p.m. because usually during the school year, they're home around that time. So that on Thursdays, and Thursday wasn't any magical day, we just picked it. Um, after they come home from school on Thursday, there's no tech. And that includes us as well, the adults. And that way, after dinner, we would hang out, we'd start playing a game. Like, it was really wonderful, but we've stuck with that all summer as well. Very worthwhile. And again, that just came about because I just felt this sense inside of me. And I have, that's one of my strengths, is feeling out that something is off in the family. And this bothered me. So we brought it up, and we've done the no tech. And do they roll their eyes on Thursdays a little bit? Yes. However, every time we've done it, we've ended up having a blast. We end up playing charades or doing something together that we wouldn't have done 
if they had the option to go on a device? If the kids can use it limitless, they don't ever embrace the boredom in which creativity comes from. Because they learn like, hey, I'm bored. I can get immediate gratification from turning this device on and solving this problem. It's robbing them from a very valuable life skill. And it's really dimming their creativity and what they could possibly offer to the world is now going to be squashed by the shine of a device on their eyes for hours. And to think about the consequences that may happen if you don't do this for your family, it's huge. There's their social interactions, their future success, their creativity we just talked about can all be hampered. Now we use tech as a tool for a lot of reasons because we're having this podcast. The kids use it to learn skills. Logan uses it to code. When we have the conversations around tech and they're like, what's the summer? Can I get one more? Say for what? I'm not just saying, Oh, for just, messing around and watching people throw a basketball across the football field, go in the hoop and scream <laughs> like that's cool once, but you don't need to do that all the time. And so, while well, I want to work on coding this summer, okay, what's the outcome going to look like? I want to be able to make this program that this thing does. Okay. Then that sounds like a worthwhile endeavor. And it's never like a huge deal. It's not, oh, you get this extra treat of a little extra tech time. Cause we don't want to put it up on a pedestal. The world and society goes in waves. People who understood technology got forward faster for many years. People who could understand the complexity of technology because it wasn't so easy. And there's very few people who could do the computer engineering, software engineering, and all that. It's shifted again where now it's so easily accessible. People that understand how to interact in the real world are becoming a lot more valuable. They can have the conversations, the, the persuasive skills, the speaking skills, the ability to control themselves, to start and stop things. Those people are starting to accelerate right now. And if you still have that old mindset of tech is this, this great tool and that our life's going to be on tech, so we should just let them be on tech the whole time. I think that's an overstatement. Yes, it can be used as a tool. We've given some examples of how our kids use it to learn skills like soccer, to learn skills like coding and to show it. And then for some entertainment purposes. However, I think the future is going to be controlled, at least the near future, by people who now know how to operate off of technology because everyone is rushing to it and knows how to handle it. So it's not as valuable as it once was. And another uh, caveat would be, you may have noticed we talked about choice and educational, but none of our kids are on social media. So that's a, a family decision that we've made where we don't think that is a place that we want them to be on, but this could apply to that as well. And I almost think it's harder to learn how to start and stop with social media because emotions get involved in it and relationships get involved in it. And right now we try to really focus on the kids having relationships in person. So that's of course a decision every family has to make and based on age or whatever. And our oldest is 13, but this chart is really for just choice and educational that's not social media related because we've just kept it that way for now. But that there's a reason we've kept it that way for now because I think there is a lot of that is like a Pandora's box, I believe. Let's land this plane with a tough truth and put a <laughs> damper on everyone's day. And that tough truth is simply, if you are a tech addict, your kids will be a tech addict, regardless of whatever kind of system you come up with. You can't ask your kids to avoid something that you are holding up in their face. Be like, look at this person who posted this picture. Oh, yeah. Doing that is counter productive to what you want to accomplish for your children. You're going to have to rein it in for yourself. And that includes in private when you're overusing 
technology and over relying on it and trying to remove yourself from society to get that quick dopamine release that extra couple of likes get you. I understand that it does feel good. However, we got to be honest because then you'll have a tough time with your kids in public if you're not following up to the family standards in private. And yeah, I've been there when I've been like, all right, well, I'm going to open up my phone and mindlessly scroll. And I'm getting so much more aware of what damage that could do to my family and my relationship with the people in the household because I'm holding a device during a dinner time or dinner out or what, when other people are in the room, even it's time for our generation of adults to the, the ones who got the phone later in life. Oh, dang, this is cool. It's time for us to take a deep breath and say, all right, let's live in the real world more often and use this device as a tool. So none of this will work unless you hold the standard too. And that's the wet blanket for this whole podcast. Mel, hit them with something positive before we sign off. I think you should just challenge yourself. Try the no tech Thursday afternoon or whatever day as a family. I think we've always talked about how kids help adults be accountable so much better. That is an incredible resource within your own family. And I don't think you will regret taking the challenge of having no tech one afternoon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Strong Family Project podcast. Get your gifts, bonuses, all for free at strongfamilyproject.com. We give you the seven steps of the Strong Family Path, which you can create and own your own personal journey for your family, all done for you. It is the free download currently. If you're enjoying the podcast, do leave us a written review. It means a lot as a small podcasters who are trying to get our foothold and bring on more guests for you and bring more content to you. That's seemingly small task that you could do in under 30 seconds would make a massive difference. So please visit over on the Apple podcast or Spotify and leave a written five-star review or follow. Really appreciate it. Talk to you on the next